Hello, everybody, and welcome into today's episode of 302 Sports Talk. Uh, what a wonderful day it is. NBA is opened back up. I'm here to talk about it. Ty and Jeff, and myself, Ben. How's it going, boys? Got the gang back together today. Got the gang back, back together. We're back. I'm still mad about the Jazz, but I'll get to that later. <laughs> I'm a happy boy. Lakers <laughs> looking like they're going to repeat. So I'm a happy boy. At least your teams have made some moves. I guess <laughs> right before we started recording, there was news about uh, Phoenix signing Jay Crowder. But other than that, it's been pretty quiet in Phoenix. Yeah. <laughs> that Chris Paul signing, that was real quiet, man. I'm excited. I know that was Monday before kind of the draft and free agency opened, but um, it's still surreal that Chris Paul is a a Phoenix Suns, but I think it's, I think it's a good move. I think Jay. Interesting to see what happens out west. Yeah. All right. Well, let's dive right into it. Um, I think the only real thing from before the draft that we probably wanted to talk about was the Chris Paul trade. I know we talked about it last week a lot. Um, I think it's a great move for the Phoenix Suns. They didn't really give up a lot, in my opinion, to really get them as far as long-term pieces. And we had the NBA draft. What did you guys think of the NBA draft, the top three picks, and um, any thoughts on the Lakers, Jazz, Suns picks? I thought it was really interesting. Like, I feel like the top three went exact, exactly how the experts thought it would with Anthony Edwards going to the T-Wolves and, um, and Wiseman going to Golden State and LaMelo Ball going to his joint, joining his idol with MJ. <laughs> and and, um, and uh, I think it's interesting. I think that all of them are, are interesting picks. But I think the one that has the chance to really be make a huge in, in, impact this year is Wiseman, on um, with the with the with the Warriors, um, because he's just such he's such an athletic freak that I I feel I feel like he could be a really good fit there with what they have going on and um and your guy Ben Kelly Kelly Oubre is now on the now on the Warriors too. The Valley Boy. Yeah. <laughs> now the Silicon Valley Boy. Yeah, Silicon Valley Boy. Yeah. Uh, but he uh, he's on the Warriors too. And so it'll be it'll be interesting. I'm interested to see, even though Clay's out for the year and that sucks for all the Warriors fans out there. I feel bad for him and hopefully it gets better. But I'm really interested to see how, how the Warriors are this year. I think they could be back, but not as good as they were, but they could be back, though. Yeah, I definitely think the injury to Clay Thompson hurts their chances um, of winning a title this year, in all honesty. But I do like the pickup of James Wiseman in the draft. But I'll be honest, I look at the draft this year, and I feel like the top – Couple picks are, I think, 
they're not as valuable as, as previous picks like Zion Williamson or anything like that. So I don't know. I, I don't necessarily want to say they're all going to be busts because I don't know what expectations we have for all three of them, but I don't think that we're going to be getting future, you know, multiple year all-stars out of those picks. Um, I really liked a couple of the later picks. I liked the moves that, I mean, Onyeko Okongwu, he went to USC. So, of course, I got to like that move. The Hawks went and picked him up. Um, so, that could be a nice pick and roll deal there with Trey Young. Um, he's a big, young, athletic center, kind of the size of Bam Adebayo. So, um, that could be interesting. Um, but, yeah, I, I mean, it wasn't really one of those uh, league-altering drafts, um, from my opinion. I don't know what you think, Ben. Yeah, I I agree. There weren't really a lot of like um, clear stars for sure in this, you know, in the top, mainly just kind of in the lottery. I know a lot of people were really high. Obviously, the first couple players picked, um, there's a lot of expectations for them. But outside of that, I think Patrick Williams, a lot of people seem to really like. Isaac Okoro, a lot of people liked. I'll be interested to see, as a Phoenix Suns fan, um, obviously with Chris Paul going to the Suns, that sets them up for point guard for the next two years. But basically since um, probably Eric Bledsoe left, a lot of Phoenix Suns fans have been hoping that Phoenix will target a point guard in the draft, which has yet to happen. So, I mean – a lot of Suns Twitter was talking about all the point guards and it'll just be interesting to see which of these point guards are successful because I feel like there were a lot of point guards mm-hmm. in the first like 15, 20 picks. You have Killian Hayes, Holly Burton, uh, Maxie from Kentucky. Uh, I feel like there, there's probably like five more like really solid point guards that maybe – you'd assume one of those guys ends up kind of being a star, a really, really good player, but yeah, no real big surprises other than at least for me, the Suns getting Jalen Smith. I thought that was kind of surprising, but I don't know. I have faith in that pick personally after James Jones getting Cam Johnson last year. I actually like that, that, that pick for the Suns though. I think he's a solid player. We'll see when like, see what he can do i mean like like you said like they already have a player at that position that's really good so it's just kind of like what are they doing and i kind of wanted the same thing with the jazz with getting uh what's his name uh has a bouquet yeah as a bouquet from the jayhawks i like I've been really confused by what the Jazz are doing this offseason, to be honest. I mean, like, I don't know what they're, what they're, like, what their plan is. Cause, like, I think that they do need a solid, like, b- backup center. But, like, to rely on a rookie to be that is just weird. And so I just, like, I just don't understand, like, why they, why they did, did that. I mean, like, I understand that they want to develop him and stuff and bring him along and stuff like that. But it's just, like, I just don't understand, like, their end goal with getting, with, with getting, as a bouquet like I'm sure that he's that he could be developed as a salt salt solid player but then they go and turn around and sign sign Derek Favors who's going to be the backup center in his place and so like 
I don't know. I just don't understand what the Jazz are doing, but I'll go off on that later. So kind of center heavy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. Well, maybe that could be a sign that maybe they're thinking down the road of maybe trading Gobert, like you were talking about last week. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's maybe they're the trying point. to sure up that spot before they trade him away. I could, I could see that being being the case, but I just like, I don't know. I don't like. I just, I've been really confused by what the Jazz are like seeing out of the the direction of where they want to go but we'll see so we'll have to see i really like the lakers pick um going out and selecting dennis schroeder for the 28th pick in the draft it's pretty good um i mean i think he's gonna be a solid player for la no but in all seriousness i really i've loved what the lakers have done with free agency so far i was a little disappointed earlier to hear that avery bradley's going to miami um, hopefully we can rein in and, and retain KCP. Hopefully he'll take uh, maybe a little lesser of an offer to stick with LA and have the chance of, of uh, making another, another title run. Um, the really interesting signing, I mean, the West Matthews signing was awesome. I have always, when West Matthews was with Milwaukee, I always thought he was a stud. So that made me really happy that they went out and got him. Um, but the interesting signing was Montrez Harold. I mean, I didn't. I don't know who had that on their radar. I I had no idea. I I heard possibly a trade could could have been made for um, uh, Bogdan Bogdanovich for the Kings. Um, I had heard some Demar Derozan stuff. I also heard maybe they were looking at maybe bringing in Mark Gasol on a free agent deal. But uh, being able to pick up Montrez Harrell was actually really surprising. I mean, he's the reigning Sixth Man of the Year. Um, and you and with Dennis Schroeder, you've got the second place uh, sixth man of the year in voting. So, um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what, what they're able to do with those pieces that they pick up and what else they might be able to sneak. Yeah, I thought the Montrez Harrell deal was a sneaky good deal for the Lakers, and they got him for a pretty good price, too. Like, yeah, it wasn't an outrageous amount of money. Um, and yeah, I'd seen somewhere that with Schroeder and Harrell, they have like the top two um, players in scoring off the bench last year. Yep. Um, do you feel like Harrell's going to slide into a starting role or do you feel like he's... I, I kind of do because I know Anthony Davis, he wants to play more of the four. He doesn't love playing the five. And I think the Lakers' best lineup last year was when they had like Dwight Howard at the five. So I look at Harrell as, I mean, Dwight Howard played really well for the Lakers out of his mind for what people expected him to do. And I look at Harrell as an upgrade for Dwight Howard. I look at Schroeder as an upgrade for Danny Green. I mean, I just feel like the for the players that we lost, we've upgraded at those positions. So, I mean, that'd be, that'd be a pretty interesting starting five, having Harrell at the five you know, and then Anthony Davis at the four and, and then filling in with the rest of the other spots. But it could be interesting to see what ends up happening down the road. Uh, I, I wasn't very – was very ha- happy that the Lakers got the the jazz killer and uh, <laughs> and, and Dennis Schroeder. Sh- Sh- seems, like, seems like whenever he plays against the, the jazz, he just goes off. He just, like, he can't miss. And so I don't know what it is, but – He's the jazz killer, though. So, I think his nickname should be the French Skunk. 
<laughs> Does that not? I mean, I don't know. That's when I look at him, I'm like, that is some interesting hair, you know. I know he's a Frenchman, so I'm like, the French skunk. Pepe Le Pew. Pepe de Le Pew. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Like oh man, that's giving me some ideas. Oh, it's gonna be a good year. <laughs> Tie with the Jazz. Um, as far as I'm aware, their only real moves is signing Derek Favors to a pretty good contract and then Jordan Clarkson to a pretty good contract. Um, what do you, were there any other deals that they've made or, or people that they've let go um, that you've been surprised or hope that they'd keep? Um, and what do you, you kind of alluded to the fact that you don't really know where the Jazz are going. With this, what are your thoughts on the free agency so far? Like I said, I'm just like, I'm, I'm just confused on where the Jazz are really going with the direction of, of the fran- fran- franchise um, because I just don't, I don't see the point in having three and, and having three centers with Rudy Gobert. And Derek Favors, who, who could play the four or the five, and this new draft draft pick that, that they got, and I just like I'm just so confused about what they want out of the team. It's like I know that what Dennis Lindsay wants is he wants to who's our GM, what he wants to do with with the team is to make our make it like how like the rest of the league is going to like build like for like for the offensive side, like they want to build for the de- defensive side. And I understand that because, like, the Jazz will never be the the on the free agent free agent destination that LA or Miami or any of those teams are. You know, like they'll never like attract the high level free free agents like 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 that. But I just I was I was I just like I've been ho- hoping that the Jazz would make more moves to surround the surround Mitchell with the, the kind of talent that he needs to succeed. I mean, like, I feel like they kind of did that this last year, but I, but I just feel like Rudy Gobert and Donovan Mitchell, like, they kind of, like, they butt heads with their games almost, like, because Rudy wants the ball in his hands, and Donovan wants the ball in his hands, and I just feel like the longer they keep up, like, this, the, the, this experiment, like, the more likely they are to drive away to drive away Don, um, to drive away Donovan Mitchell, which I would rather have him in the long run than Rudy Gobert. And Rudy Gobert has been great. That's no, there's no disrespect like to Rudy Go to to Gobert or or Derek or or Derek Favors or anything. And I just like, I don't know. I'm just really like con- concerned about where like where the team is heading. Um, but I really really liked the on the jo- Jordan Clark. The Jordan on the Jordan Clarkson re-signing, he um, he was a really um, a really awesome piece on the Jazz the second half of the year um, that he was on there, and I I really liked him being on the team. But I just I really hope that they make some other moves to um, to get the like just to surround to surround Donovan Mitchell with the support that he that he needs and. If that means getting rid of Rudy Gobert, then that's what it means. So, 
I don't know. That's my rant. <laughs> <laughs> kind of like, kind of like we um, hinted at that we don't have any inside information, but I wonder if that does make it more likely that the Jazz trade Rudy Gobert like before the trade deadline, especially to a team that I can't remember if um, it's just like a lot of fans and writers saying that this would be good or if, or if Boston's actually legitimately interested in Robert Gobert, but I mean, maybe toward the trade deadline, the Celtics want to upgrade at the center position and sign Gobert or trade for Gobert. And maybe the jazz can get a few solid pieces back that, um, I don't know, a better compliment uh, Donovan Mitchell, kind of like what you were saying. Um, well, I think, I think uh, looking at Boston, they are still a young team. They have a lot of elite pieces, but I think the biggest piece that they have been missing throughout this whole, you know, Jason Tatum era has been a dominant center or a shot blocker. And I think that is what Rudy Gobert could provide for them. So I, I do see the potential of maybe Rudy Gobert going to Boston, but it just depends on what Boston's willing to give up to do that. Whether, and I don't know if they go as far as getting rid of Jalen Brown or if they're like, here's a couple first round picks, or I don't know. It'd be interesting. Or if they have to bring in a third team to try and make that possible. Yeah. But who knows? I'm, and I like, and like you guys said, like that, like I was thinking about that last night as the free agency things like were coming in, like the Woj bombs and things like that. I was, I was thinking about, like how the Jazz having three, three centers, maybe like they're setting up for that because there's been no news about Rudy Gobert wanting to, or like the Jazz wanting to sign Rudy Gobert to like the Mac, the super max. Mm-hmm. And I just like, and I don't think that the Jazz could are, are, in, are in the position to give, give that to him because I know how, how, uh, how um, how much Mitchell means to their long long term plans. So I mean, I think if they really if Rudy ever made them decide, then they would then, then they go with Donovan. But I don't know. It's just going to be really interesting to watch over the next few months to see if you know if there's any like any inkling that the Jazz are trying to to move on from Rudy Go Go Gobert. Like I would wel- wel- welcome it. And again, like I really like Rudy. But I just think that like the league is moving in a different direction from a do- from a dominant dominant center like that. Like I I feel like centers these these days are like are like uh what what like the, the Nuggets have like with 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 Nikola Jokic, um like who can shoot as well and Rudy can't. And so it's just like it's cool to have a guy that can block shots, but if he doesn't can contribute on the offensive side, then it doesn't yeah. matter. Yep, that's true. They have to be more versatile. They have to be like a point center, be able to pass the ball. Yep. Um, they need to be able to shoot the three, too. I mean, you look at the two teams that were in the NBA Finals this year, look at their centers. Bam Adebayo, he's, he's a good shooter. He's a good shot blocker. He can flex and guard lots of positions. Same with Anthony Davis. So it's true. Yeah, you got to have some flexibility at that center position. Um, what have been some of your surprises as far as new uh, news out of free agency goes 
Um, a few team, a few kind of key players that ended up staying in their market, Fred Van Fleet um, staying in Toronto, uh, and Joe Harris staying in Brooklyn, Davis Breton staying in Washington. Um, everywhere else, it seems like guys have been on the move. Ty, what has been your surprise move so far? I was surprised that Gordon Hayward turned down his uh, his final year of his con- con- contract with with the with the Boston Celtics. I thought that was a really good spot for him. He's with his old co- college coach, and I know things haven't quite gone his way there, but I was surprised to see him opt out and then end up um, with MJ on the um, on the on the on the on the Hornets. I think that that's been one of the most surprise, the most like the most was weird moves that on um, um, that I've seen, and it honestly makes makes me laugh because he deserves it. He deserves to be in a bad place like that. So oh, <laughs> oh. Wow. that's still a little salty. It sounds like <laughs> Jeff. What uh, about you? My surprise move. I mean. From what I had read about and seen with Dwight Howard, he didn't really have much of a market other than with the Lakers. Like I, It sounded like there weren't a lot of people who wanted to sign him. Then, I don't know if you heard this, he tweeted out and said, glad to be back with the purple and gold this year, blah, 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 you know, like he was coming back. Five minutes later, the, t- the tweet disappears like it was never there. He deletes it. Then like 10 minutes later, Dwight Howard signed a one-year deal in Philadelphia. I'm like whoa what the heck like how did that happen so I think Philadelphia has been doing a bunch of good moves um Dwight Howard they traded away did they they trade away Jason Richardson I think and they also traded away Al Horford like man I cannot remember the pieces they got back to save my life but um yeah, I just thought that move was pretty interesting. Very surprising that Dwight Howard didn't run it back with LA again. Yeah, I was I was kind of surprised about that one too. Although I don't know, I feel like with Philadelphia, Philadelphia has Dwell and Bead. So I'm guessing that Dwight Howard is coming off the bench. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know. I, for some reason, I feel like that could be a very good fit for him. Yeah. Um, for me, I know it's not like a big name, but I'm surprised that Jeremy Grant went to Detroit, um, kind of out of all places. Um, I know Denver wanted him back and I know that at least the Suns before, probably, um, after trading for Chris Paul, the Suns were probably out of the market for Jeremy Grant, but, um, I know there's a lot of teams that were interested in him, but going to Detroit was kind of surprising and he got a pretty good chunk of change too. So all about the bag um, right now. Yeah. yeah. Get that bag. Um, let's hit up some college football talk. Um, USC is playing today, their third game against Utah. Um, it's Utah's first game after two games being canceled due to coronavirus issues. Um, Jeff, what are you what are you feeling about your team this weekend? I know College Game Day was giving a lot of love to Utah. Yeah, 
and rightfully so. Not necessarily that Utah's earned it per se, but I think USC has let a lot of people down. It seems like the two games they've played, they kind of played to the talents of the other team and just they've been floating around, floating around, floating around. Then when they need to win, boom, they have this nice 90-yard drive for the touchdown to win the game. And, I mean, don't get me wrong. It's it's fun to see them win in that fashion, but I'd rather see them blow a team out and win by 20 points every now and again. Um, Utah is a big unknown for me. Their quarterback's gone from last year. Zach Moss is gone. I think a lot of their defense is gone too. So we don't have any film on them. We haven't seen them play because, like you said, Ben, those first two games were canceled because of COVID reasons. It's going to be a late game, 8.30 at night. Um, it's I think people were saying this is predicted to be the coldest game USC has ever played in. So, hmm. I mean, that's not saying that it's really that cold, but for, you know, Cali boys, that could be, that could be an issue. Um, I, I'm so up in the air on this one. I could see USC coming out and just, you know, smacking them in the face um kind of taking all the hate that they've been getting the last two weeks personally but i could also see utah coming out and looking real dominant and surprising the country like they seem to do every year and kind of come out as that front runner for the for the pac-12 south so it's gonna be an interesting game i'm hoping that our defense can play solid and i'm hoping that we can uh run the ball a bit better than we have been ty what do you think speaking of utah what do you think about the chance of BYU and Utah scheduling a game? Um, BYU's got after today's game, which just started. Um, after today's game, BYU doesn't have a game for three more weeks until San Diego State. Do you think that with Utah's first two games being canceled, they want to schedule another game? Do you think BYU would be a good matchup? I love it. I, I, I love it, honestly. I think that we absolutely should because we would probably play it either December 5th or Thanksgiving weekend, which is right where we usually have it. At least, um, listen, the past is where we've had it anyway. But I honestly, like, I, I think that it should be, a, 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 I'm a, I'm a no brain, a no brainer, like for both sides to just agree to have this game. And, um, I don't think it, it will, like, to be honest. I mean, I'm probably going to make some Ute fans mad if we have any Ute fan listeners, but I think <laughs> that they don't want any of the smoke, man. They don't, they don't, oh, want, they don't want the smoke this, this year. Don't so, want no smoke. <laughs> so, as much as I would love to see it get done, but I don't think it will, but who knows? Yeah, Ty, I'm kind of with you. I think, I don't know, I think – a BYU-Utah rivalry game this year would be great for just both programs in general. I think especially for BYU, it could be a, a win, a scheduling win, and the fact that they have a pretty good chance of beating Utah. Obviously, as a BYU fan, I would have high hopes that BYU would easily win that game, even though it's always competitive. But um, yeah, kind of like Jeff said, there's not a lot known about Utah right now, um, even including who their starting quarterback is. Got a theory. Um, yeah. Got a theory. Yeah. I think, I think BYU is, they're waiting. 
They're waiting to see how Utah looks against USC. And if Utah comes out and looks, you know, like gangbusters, then they'll be like, ah, it's okay. We don't need the game. It's fine. But if USC comes out and smokes them, then they'll be like, all right, Utah, let's schedule this. Let's do this, boys. <laughs> That's interesting. I, I can I see kind of, Yeah, I do too. But for me, I feel like with – why wouldn't BYU schedule the game if it was up to BYU? Like BYU has only played like these, these really bad G5 teams. Um, even if they lost a close game to Utah – I think that would still better their schedule, um, you know, their strength of schedule. Obviously, you, as BYU, you would want to win the game. You would expect to win the game, but I don't know. I, BYU's biggest knock is, is strength of schedule, and BYU's had the best team that they've had in years, so I don't see why you wouldn't take the gamble, you know? I, That's a good point. I, I, That's a good I, point. I Or maybe Utah doesn't want the smoke. That could be true too. Who knows? Who knows? Yeah, that's 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 what I think. But <laughs> in my unbiased opinion, that's what I think. I made a lot of bad on this week by saying that, but it's true though. <laughs> I love it. Either way, even if BYU wins, I'd love to see it. I think they should play the game. Speaking of um, success coming out of BYU, um, it was announced the other day that uh, Drew Brees is going on the injured reserve, a few broken ribs, a punctured lung. He's going to be out for a few weeks. And the Saints, I don't know that they've officially named uh, Taysom Hill as a starter, but there's a lot of information coming out that um, Taysom Hill is going to be starting this weekend. What do you guys think? Is this a good chance for him to kind of take over the reins a little bit for Drew Brees' potential retirement at the end of the year? I love it. I think that uh, <laughs> um, that well, I think that Saints fans need to be patient with him because it's his first start and it's probably not going to go, he's not going to come in and bring <clears throat> Drew Brees you know, but I think that it could be really good, but I don't know, I'm, I'm, I'm also like really nervous for him because I know that a lot of us I think we, we, we talked about this when he went into the NFL um, that we didn't think that he was a, he was, he was, he was an NFL quarterback, but he's proved us wrong in saying that he's an NFL play, player, but I still have questions about his quarterback abilities. So I'm really interested to see how he does this week. I hope he does good. My prediction is I think he's going to come in. He's going to play solid. And he's going to play solid for a couple weeks until Drew Brees gets back. Drew Brees is going to come back, and the team's going to flop. Like, they're not going to be firing on all cylinders like they were before. And I think it's going to be like one of those uh, Eli Manning, um, Danny Dimes kind of a deal. Yeah. Where Eli comes back doesn't look as good the fan base is kind of well you had your time thanks for the super bowls bye (laughs) um and then i think i don't know like i could i never thought it would happen i was with you guys i thought Taysom hill oh yeah he's a playmaker he can make some nifty plays but he's not durable enough to play quarterback but the way that they protect the quarterback anymore 
um, other than, you know, when he's out scrambling outside of the pocket, I think he, he could have a shot. And the other thing is, does it say more about Taysom Hill or does it say more about Jameis Winston? Because Jameis Winston's on that roster too. That's true. That's a good So thing. is it like, oh, we don't trust Jameis Winston with the offense to not turn over the ball? Okay, here you go, Taysom. Good old cra- crab legs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, the thing on Jameis Winston is he does have several years of NFL experience. Uh, as a yeah. starter he just doesn't take care of the ball very well and and but yeah it'll, i don't know if by or if Taysom hill kind of starts out rough um we'll see if Jameis winston gets a shot but uh i don't know i'm i'm hoping for Taysom hill i he's a good guy he went through a lot of a lot of difficult years at byu as, especially as far as injuries and Kind of his last year at BYU, a lot of fans were kind of ready to be done with him, and uh, you know, I I just hope I just hope he's he's successful. You know, I'm just I'm just cheering for him. Same. Um, got a few more minutes left. Uh, big week in the NFL coming up. We've got some Thanksgiving games. Um, big tradition for Thanksgiving weekend. Um, specifically on Thanksgiving, the Steelers and Rams are playing each other. Um, Ravens. Think, Ravens. Ravens. I said Rams, didn't I? Yes. Steelers and Ravens, both good teams. Steelers are undefeated so far. I I think this could be a really good game. Um, I'm gonna go with Steelers. Big Ben's looking good. I think so too. I I've really liked watching the the Steelers this year. I've been really surprised by Chase Clay, Clay by Chase Clay, Clay, Clay Pool, the rookie out of Notre Dame. Um, he's been really good. I've got him on my 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 on my fantasy team, and he's been really good. He's been killing it, and uh, and so like I've been really surprised by how good like they look because they've been pretty average the last couple of years. But 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 Big Ben has also been uh, um has been injured on, on and off the last few years, so that might have had a a bigger impact than we thought. So I, I also like the steel cur- curtain to win this one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm with you there. I like Pittsburgh, uh, Baltimore. They came out flat. They didn't look good against Patriots the other day. Pittsburgh, they're firing on all cylinders. I like them to remain undefeated. Next game is Niners and Rams. This is a NFC West Um uh, division game could mean a lot uh maybe not so much for the rams but or maybe not so much for the niners but could mean a lot for the rams um i think the niners are kind of on the outside looking in at the other teams in the division if the rams lose this is not good news for them as they're trying to stay in the playoff picture i i think rams are going to win this one but i think it could be close I like your boys this on this week, Jeff. I got I got the Rams. Whose house? Rams house. <laughs> um, I like yes, I like the Rams. I think the Rams are gonna learn from their mistakes against the last time they played the Niners. They made a lot of mistakes. And I like them to win by at least two touchdowns. Wow. Wow. Pretty confident there. Um 
The next game we're going to talk about is Chiefs and Bucks. A few weeks ago, the Bucks were just destroyed. But then I think last weekend they came out and their offense was just clicking. Um, I think this could be a good game. I, I could go either way on this one, but I'm leaning towards Chiefs. Um, but I think this will be a good game. I think it'll be close. I got, I got the Chiefs too. I think that yeah, I, I think it, it'll be close. But I but I like the Chiefs though. I'm actually going to go against what my gut is telling me. My gut's telling me to go with the Chiefs. I'm going to go with the Bucks just from the fact that the Rams are going to beat them the week before. So they're going to be feeling, you know, fired up, ready to take down the Chiefs. So I like the Bucks in a very close game. I'm with you on the close game. Hmm. And last game is Bears and Packers. I know the Bears had some success early in the season. Um, I don't really like the Bears as a team. Um, like, I don't. I just don't see them being a legitimate team um, in the NFL, at least a playoff contender team um, against the Packers. Packers are going, uh, doing really well this year. I'm going with the Packers and probably not the um, closest of games. I think the Packers win and blow out too. Pack attack, going to win big. Down the bears, bears. It's time. I'm sorry, but it's time. It is time to suck for Slovis. Suck for <laughs> Slovis. Everybody, start chanting it over there in Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> All right, boys. Well, uh, we'll see where the rest of free agency takes us in the NBA, um, and then uh, training camps right around the corner. I'm sure we'll talk about that next couple episodes. Um, any final words? Go Jazz. <laughs> <laughs> what? Not go Cougs? <laughs> oh, that, what happened? That too. <laughs> Good luck to your guys' boys uh, right now. Who are they playing? North Alabama oh, A&M or something? Yeah. Yep. Okay. Good luck to them in that game. And good luck to my boys tonight. I sure hope you're both rooting for them tonight because they're playing your – Bitter rivals, the Utes. Um, but yeah, Fight that's on. all I got. Fight on, baby. Fight on. Everybody, treat yourselves. And uh, thanks for joining us for another episode of 302 Sports Talk. Follow us on Twitter, and uh, we'll see you guys.